Today on Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, Your Own Worst Enemy. Hey everybody, you're listening to Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet. It's the only podcast on the internet where we talk about every single Bruce Springsteen song in alphabetical order one by one, which means today we're talking about Your Own Worst Enemy from the record Magic. I'm J.B. Clark. I'm joined as always by Rob Carmack. Rob, how you doing today? JB, I'm not going to lie. I can't sleep at night because I can't dream my dreams. Dang. Mostly because my fingerprints are on file, left clumsily at the scene. That's a great, like, it's a very insulting line. Like, you're a bad robber. (laughs) Yeah, actually, oh, well, I mean, yeah, we're jumping ahead. But yeah, there's that. You're nefarious and not good at it. (laughs) Yeah, you're very terrible at being a criminal. You're a um, shitty villain. <laughs> that's fair. It's, it's one thing to commit crimes. It's another thing to just be bad at committing crimes. I feel like this could be about the Trump administration. Like, you guys commit oh, a lot of crimes, yeah. but you're super bad at it. Um, anyway, we're talking about the song Your Own Worst Enemy from, as you mentioned, JB, from the 2007 album Magic. Obviously, this is our final song from the Magic because, from, from the album Magic because after today, we have one episode to go, so... All the albums after this, all the albums are out the door, and we just got one more from Tracks, which of, cor- of course Tracks is going to be where we find where we finish up. But yeah. anyway, not to get ahead of ourselves, today we're talking about your own worst enemy from Magic. Uh, the last time this song was played live was on November the fourth, two thousand eleven, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and it was a solo acoustic performance. But it wasn't an E Street Band event. It was uh, Bruce did come in, he came out he did it was a two night stand in Pittsburgh with Joe Grushecki and his band. And before they started with the Grushecki, Bruce came out and did three songs, like just him and an acoustic guitar, and this was one of them. And that's the last time the song was played in 2011. Oh. Yeah, man, so that's... the. I, otherwise, there are no other basic facts that I, I really thought were too terribly noteworthy, like, other than just oh. it's on Magic, and it's, you know, it's a good, it's good album. It's a good song. Um, yeah, I, I was thinking uh, today, when we were thinking about the songs we were doing, and then I got kind of... I got really excited. And then I was like... Um, I just love the way magic sounds, you know? Yes, <laughs> I love the way that record sounds. Yeah, it's a Brendan O'Brien joint. And we'll, and we'll talk a little bit more about like the, the production on that as we, as we go. But you're right. I, I think sonically, it's a very pleasant-sounding album, just yeah. top to bottom. Which, I mean, I'm on record. I'm a, I'm a stand for magic. I, I'm, here, I'm here for magic all day and all night. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, man, let's just jump right into it. Let's talk about the music. Um, Brian Hyatt the writer of the the recent book that came out about Bruce Springsteen, he compares the arrangement of this song, specifically the sleigh bells of the song, to R.E.M.'s At My Most Beautiful from the 1998 R.E.M. album Up. Uh, which does have some, some R.E.M. Very much so. Which, but that song is an homage to Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys. And I listened, I, I went and I listened to At My Most Beautiful today just as I, I wanted to do a comparison. And... Uh, yeah, he's he's very right. In fact, I almost think REM needs a co-write credit on this song. Like it's it's over. Like the first thirty seconds are so overtly sounding exactly like the song. And in fact, Jesse Jackson has pointed out to us, the host of Setlisting Bruce, our friend Jesse Jackson, has pointed out that there are a couple of songs on this album that have a very heavy Brian Wilson feel to them, and this is definitely one of them. Yep, I have this in my like the interlude of this song is a Beach Boys interlude. The, oh, the ah sound like yeah. very much so. Oh, and like the the background sounds in it too are so like early century Hollywood, um, like Hollywood sound booth production sounds. Mm-hmm. Beach Boys. I should 
You said Beach Boys sounds. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's this song sounds like Roy Orbison singing for the Beach Boys. Yeah, man. Yeah, it does. Because Bruce and is crying a little the, bit. The strings at the beginning are very interesting. And I kept thinking, what does it remind me of? And it reminds me of Eleanor Rigby. Oh, interesting. It's very Beatles, very Beach Boys, very R.E.M., which is Beatles, Beach Boys, I guess. I've never thought of well, it that way. Well, that song specifically is yeah, is a pointing uh, back to Brian Wilson. There's definitely some Beatles, Beach Boys, and R.E.M., just period. <laughs> well, there's. I mean, you can make the argument that every rock band ever has a little bit of the Beatles and the Beach Boys in them. You know what I mean? Cause this they is were very so, true. They were so like fundamental and, you know. I always get creating. mad that my parents didn't play play beach boys I, I regularly tell them like i'm mad at you for not playing beach boys when i was a kid because everyone i know who listens to beach boys sings like really great harmonies and i can't <laughs> yeah man that was their uh, that was their thing so, some really good harmonies in here well and you mentioned the string arrangements the string arrangements here are actually done on a keyboard and bruce arranged them himself according to brendan o'brien so th- this is just bruce sort of figuring it out in the studio and putting this in the song yeah so obviously like he does it well when he does it live. The last time he did it live, it was just acoustic, so there were no string arrangements. But when they were on the Magic Tour, like Stu- Susie was there, and you know they were able to, at you know they were able to build it out a little bit more. But yeah. in, in the studio, that's Bruce on a keyboard. Yeah, and then there's some organ in the back that really shines through the mix. It's like almost EQ'd to really like push through and hit you right in the eardrum. Mm-hmm. Well, it's then, so breezy to be such an angry record. <laughs> yeah, and it, although it is record, it is a critical song. Like it, it is. I mean the. <laughs> Your own worst enemy is a like it. It is it's indicting at a certain level, but yeah. it is but it is breezy. You're you're not wrong. Like this and girls in your summer clothes are deceptively breezy. In fact, I'll, when I did this album, I, I a while back, I it was more than a year ago now, I guess. But I I was a guest on set listing Bruce with Jesse Jackson, and we talked about this album. And, and Jesse wanted to do a uh, worst to first ranking of like all the songs you did you did it for wrecking ball and greetings from my yeah. Park, i know but and and so we had to rank all the songs on this album and this this one came in last for me on this album but i, I still really like like to me that's a testament to how good this album is because yeah this is this is my least favorite song on the album and i really like this song yeah you're gonna get a lot of stars and i guess okay so the song intros musically like which is sort of like that single note on the on the piano, like dun dun, with the sort of like the chime, and it just sort of like swells and builds from there. It's not unlike the rest of the album. It's very heavily produced. Uh, are you? Do you want to go into the lyrics from there? Uh, yeah, I'm ready to. I thought you were about you, to do that. Sorry, I, I, I'm ready to. If you are, I, I didn't know if there was like musically or um, sonically. If there's no, it's, else it's really just like bre- you know, Orion breezy strings. Yeah, big vocal harmonies, mid tempo, tempo, Eleanor Rigby. Yeah. um all right well then uh yeah so why don't you go ahead and hit the lyrics all right oh yeah it's my turn yep all right oh and this is one thing i love about it is it just jumps straight into those vocals you were kind of just saying that sorry uh i just love that it's just like boom right into it yeah just a Uh, couple of notes on the keyboard yeah yeah you can't sleep at night you can't dream your dream your fingerprints are uh your fingerprints on file left clumsily at the scene like that's the part we're talking about is like you're bad and you're not even good at being bad you're bad at being bad you know it's funny I, i'm doing i'm re-watching all of breaking bad right now to get ready for the new el camino movie that's going to come out in october because i want to catch you know re re familiarize myself with it and i just I yesterday so. watched the episode of breaking bad where walt has pretended to be to have like a fugue state like he gets lost for a couple of days and he's in the hospital and he like sit, like he's just like laying in the hospital and he sits like straight up with this terrified look in his face and the next thing like and it cuts to him sneaking into his own house 
to hide the money and the gun that he left in their new baby's nursery. And then he sneaks, so he sneaks yeah. into the house, hides the money and the gun, and then sneaks back into the hospital. And that that's what it reminded me of. Like, he had this, like, oh no. Like, this moment of, like, I left all my money and my gun. <laughs> like, like, just, like, right. out in a diaper box in my in my house and anybody can oh, good. It. So that's sort of what I thought of. Like, so yeah, you're, you can't sleep because you know you committed a crime and you know, you left evidence of yourself behind and like, what do you do now? Yeah. Your own worst enemy has come to town. Your own worst enemy has come to town. And of course the implication here is your own worst enemy is you. Is you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, yesterday the people were at ease. Baby slept in peace. You closed your eyes and saw her. You knew who you were. Now, your own worst enemy has come to town. Your own worst enemy has come to town. Your world keeps turning around and around, but everything is upside down. Your own worst enemy has come to town. All right, tell me tell me what you get out of that verse. The yesterday the people were at ease, baby you slept in peace. Like something things things were fun. You messed them up. You you had this under it doesn't necessarily say like you weren't doing anything bad. It's just like you had this under control. Yeah. Well, and it's it's interesting juxtaposition from the first verse, right? Because the first verse is you talk he's talking to somebody who isn't sleeping. Because they're concerned about basically self-sabotage, that they mess something up. And then the second verse, he's talking to somebody else, and it's, you're sleeping great, but that doesn't mean you're off the hook, right? I think he's talking to the same person. Right now, you can't sleep. Yesterday was fun. Something happened. You're in trouble now. It's like, I think it's kind of... Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. You know, like, oh, these noble things you say to, to you know, cover these less than noble intentions you know oh so so like if it's the same person it's like yesterday you slept great but tonight you can't sleep at all so something happened they're on to you yeah they're on to you you knew who you were you closed your eyes and saw her. so um so yeah that that's that's sort of interesting so then you, you read the course so uh, keep going um there's a face you know staring back from the shop window the condition you're in now you just can't get out of this skin and here's the you have that interlude yeah yeah the times, they got too clear, so you removed all the mirrors. Once the family felt secure, now no one's very sure. Your own worst enemy has come to town. Everything has fallen down. Your own worst enemy has come to town. Your flag flew so high, it drifted in the sky. This is, it's, it's kind of nebulous, right? Like he, it, This isn't a straightforward narrative. We don't get a lot of details about like what what's what are the surrounding circumstances like it's not like it's funny we just talked about Youngstown which is so specific like it, it gives like names and dates and places and this is so nebulous and it has this sort of like something happened here there was like someone's losing sleep there was an act of self sabotage and the condition you're in now you can't get out of this skin so this, like this person's walking around with some amount of guilt but we don't really know what it is exactly you know and then it ends with this line of your flag it flew so high it drifted into the sky now. We we can make the argument that this is about an individual person and self-sabotage, or this is about, you know, some sort of, like, tendency that people have to disrupt their own, like, happiness or success. But because this is on magic, we also have to ask the question, is this song about America? Yeah, it's weird that we're talking about it this week, the week of September 11th, because the song kind of makes me... Th- in the context of magic, I immediately think, I don't think, oh, what's he saying to us? I think he's, I think he's saying, oh, what's he saying to George Bush here? Uh, <laughs> and he's saying, or to Carl Rove, maybe in this one yeah. uh, specifically, he's saying, uh, hey, wait a second. I think everyone here has caught on to the fact that maybe you were really uh, mad at that country like before this week. Oh, what a convenient family values excuse you have over here. Or, ta- you know, like, 
doing it for the freedom of people excuse you have over here to push the things you already sort of wanted to do. So we thought that you were doing, we thought that you were altruistic, but it's looking like maybe your motives are being served. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's basically like we're onto you, which is interesting. Cause I mean, we just not, not too long ago, just a couple of weeks ago, we talked about you'll be coming down. And th- this is an interesting sort of follow up to that same song, right? Which is basically two different ways of saying like, things seem fine, but they're not always going to be fine. They're not fine. They're not. Yeah. The the fineness that we seem to be perceiving is, if you will, a magic trick. It's an illusion. And yeah. what these songs, both your, your Own Worst Enemy and You'll Be Coming Down, are sort of implying are the the, the curtain is going to fall. Like the, the or, or the mirror will soon be revealed. And not only will we see who you are, but you will finally see who you really are. And yeah. and you can't get out of your own skin, and you will be stuck living inside the life that you made for yourself, and you you will have to live with the consequences of your choices for the rest of your life, and um, and so that's why I think you're I think you're right I think this is sort of like which which again like we talked before about how one of the things that makes Bruce brilliant is like you could take these and make them about an individual and like um, self sabotage and um, bad choices. But you again, because it's on magic, you could all read this entire album through the through the lens of the Bush administration and American hubris, and it's just as powerful and it's just as um, insightful, and and it works at both levels because that's that's the brilliance of Bruce's writing. Like he's not he, I, he's intentionally leaving it up to us to sort of read into it whatever we will. I like the line of "You removed all the mirrors," you know, the, basically like the. Because before it says you, you can't get out of the skin, there's a sta- there's a face you know staring back from the shop window, and then the next part is the times they got too clear, so you removed all the mirrors. So the minute you began to see who you really were, your your decision was not maybe I should change myself. Your decision was well, I'll just stop looking at mirrors. <laughs> you know, like your decision was to just like go back into self deception as best you could, which is also an act of self sabotage. Like denial uh, yeah. denial is a way more comfortable place to live than culpability and self knowledge. So, um, which again could be about America, but it could also be about an individual person like living their life. It's about America. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I mean, we can all learn a lesson here, but it's not about us. But it is because I we mean, are as a pe- as a people, it is about us. But as individuals, it is not about us. Yeah, but it could be like you could totally twenty years from now when no one's talking about George W. Bush anymore, this song will still. Oh, I hope mean nobody's something. talking about him anymore in twenty years. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, and everything old is new again. Like this could totally be about right now. This this is you know alternative facts. This is fake news. This is you know all all the stuff that you hear all the time, which is you know like no matter how much this president of ours is lying, there are people out there who refuse to see it because you know what would that say if if you if you were to sit down with your average evangelical Trump supporter and like really ask to like okay really deal with all of the things that you claim to be supporting the only the only option at that point is either to admit that you're supporting some pretty heinous stuff or you have to like just get all the mirrors out of your house you have to pretend like you you don't see the things that you have to see you know yeah so yeah everything old is new again yeah man it's uh it's pretty cutting i yeah, think the is. music has something to do with that like um good things feel bad motives you know like uh, good and uh bad motives hidden by good not intentions, but covering. You know what I'm saying? Overtures. Like, uh, yeah, you're you're like gesturing yeah. towards doing nobility. You're performative nobility, right. I guess. Yeah, it's it's profound, and it's it's really to me. This is one of the one of the reasons why magic is 
one of the, one of Bruce's best albums because it's so rich. I mean, sonically, it's so well put together, and all the musicians are doing a plus work, and these lyrics are just so well written, and they're so prophetic and cutting, but also convicting, and it's. It's just really, really good. I, I, I don't know what it was. I don't know what was going on with Bruce in 2006 and 2007 that he was writing at this level. But he just, man, he just turned in a, ama- a truly amazing record to where this song can be as good as it is. And for me to still be like, yeah, but it's, to me, it's, it's the least good song on the album. And it's a great song. Yeah. It's, it's the She's the One of this album. Like, She's the One is a great song. But it's the least good, album, good song on Born to Run. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't really. I mean, we're we're running pretty short here, but I, I don't know what else to say other than what we've already said. No, it's 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 not incredibly deep. Other than that, like it's you know a really good metaphor. But yeah, I mean, it, it it's it's an interesting commentary on like self deception and self sabotage. You know, and, yeah. And th- this this notion of your own worst enemy is is you. You know that that because because the whole a, a big part of that era was about naming our enemies, right? Like if you're not if you're if you're not Helping us fight the terrorists, you're with the terrorists. And if you're not with us, you're against us. And you know all, all that sort of like posturing and 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 it becomes sort of like this. No, your your worst enemy is not Al Qaeda or the Taliban or Saddam Hussein. Your worst enemy is your your need is you. Your your own worst enemy are your political insecurities and your need to sort of like get more power. You know. Yeah. But that we are, but when when we listen to our like the darker voices inside of us. And when we follow our, our worst impulses and when we pursue power, we become our own worst enemy. And that is, I mean, it's heavy and it's profound and it's really good. I mean, it makes for a really good song. How many fingerprints left clumsily at the scene? Do you give this song? Uh, I think I give it, I think I give it four. Yes. I'm a four as well. Um, yeah, it's a solid, solid four. Any other, any other artist puts this on on an album. It's their best song. And meanwhile, yeah. when we're talking about Bruce Springsteen, we're like, it's a four. <laughs> yeah, you know? It's a four. It's the worst song on the album. Yeah. It's, a, I, it, it's the least great song on the album, I'll say. Yeah. So, yeah, man. It's, uh, it's good. I, I, I enjoy this one. It, every, time, every time we've talked about a Magic song, it's made me want to just go back and listen to that album from top to bottom, which I do rel- regularly. Regularly, yeah. So, uh, does giving this song a four and what we just said make you wonder if, like, whenever Bruce saw the the Rolling Stone rating for his new record. <laughs> Do you think he was like pretty bummed out by it, even though it was a really great review? <laughs> you mean Western Stars? Yeah. Do you think he was like, oh man, <laughs> they give me a four? Yeah, I mean, when when Rolling Stone gives Bruce Springsteen a four, that's any that's Pitchfork giving it a one. Like that's because I mean, Rolling Stone loves to shower Bruce Springsteen with praise. Yeah, I think Pitchfork probably would have rated it higher though. <laughs> they liked it. Yeah, I'm. I'm just saying, like Pitchfork doesn't have the emotional investment in Bruce Springsteen that Rolling Stone magazine does. Right, right. You know, they, I feel like Rolling Stone magazine was best was the best man at Bruce's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, man, I, I, I don't know. I, I would love to hear. I don't. I don't know how much Bruce at this point. I don't know it, if he cares at all what what any reviewers say. But, um, but yeah, that is kind of interesting. The Western Stars only yeah. got a four from Rolling Stone. I bet like he had the thought, oh man. I bet that was the whole extent of it. But I bet he was just like, oh man. Well, we have JB. I don't even know how to say this. We have one. We have one song one left. Song left. We've and been, that song is zero. Zero and Blind Terry. We've been we've been saying it from the beginning. We started this whole thing on, at thirty days out, and we said from day one we're gonna do this until we get to zero and Blind Terry. 
and JB. We've mentioned Zero Monetary more than we've mentioned any other song in this podcast. I That's bet. probably true, just because we uh, uh, except for that um, Luther Vandross song we always talk about, right? Or uh, man, there, there was a while where we were mentioning uh, Jersey De- a Night with the Jersey Devil like almost once per episode for a while. Yeah, and we did mention the Southeastern record um, <laughs> yeah. a lot. Jason Isbell gets gets name dropped a bunch here, but uh, yeah, man, we've uh, we, we've almost arrived at the, our our original destination, which was zero and blind Terry. So we were going to get out. Yeah. So I guess everybody join us one more time. Next episode. We'll, we'll talk about zero and blind Terry and then more song. And then we'll all stop for a bathroom break and to get some food. All right. Yeah. And at the end, and so tune in next time and be sure and be sure and stay to the end because at, at the end of our next episode, we'll sort of talk about what's coming next and plans for the podcast going forward. So you don't necessarily have to shout out to the people who have got us here. Yeah, we'll de- we'll definitely do that. So we, we'll we'll have a lot of business to cover at the uh, a lot of housekeeping to cover at the end of the next episode. So this episode is a little bit short, but the next episode probably won't be. So I uh, hope everybody has a good rest of your week, and we will see you on our next episode, which will be Zero and Blind, blind Terry. Blind.